Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show Hoppers Lost Season 1, Episode 6 House of the Rising Sun. Spoiler warnings for Lost up until now, and minor spoiler warnings for the leftovers up to Episode 6. I'm Kurt, he's Mr. Sal. This is the Hi. Damien Lindelof Fan Club, is what I'm going to rename it now. You're gonna, you better learn how to say his first name if you want to be in his fan club. How do you say it? Damien? 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 Oh, I thought it was Damien this whole time. Nope, Damon. I'm just calling him Lindelof now. That way I don't have to say his first name. Lindelof Fan Club. Damon is the easy part. Speak for yourself. Okay. The Lindelof Fan Club. That's how committed I am. I want to say his, I want to say his full name. Or okay. not his full name, the hard part. Leave out the uh, easy part. Gotcha. We've also got to say, we've decided this is the best way to do it. It's easier for everyone. Why well, have to think about, no, did I really enjoy this episode? I'm not sure if I did. So go, or this podcast in general, because I think you can only do it once. You can't do it per episode. Maybe for different podcast players. But just go now to whatever podcast listener you are. Give us five stars. And then forget about it. And then at the end, we will briefly remind you, possibly, to go back and actually rate it now. Because you don't want to forget to give us five stars. But, you know, if you didn't like it, you didn't like it, you can give it lower stars. But, yeah, just go. Give us five stars. And hopefully you forget about it, because I will not actually remind you at the end. <laughs> so give us the five-star rating, and then feel free to, to uh, back that off, back it off later. But start start at five stars. Yeah, you got to start at five stars. You can't, you can't be unreasonable, and it's until proven guilty. That's a, that's a good phrase. You got to yep. start high. So, Mr. Sal, how yeah. did you feel about the episode? Uh, not my favorite episode. Really? Uh, uh, I really thought yeah. you would like this episode. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I try to guess whether I think you like it or not. I really thought, I honestly thought you were gonna like this episode. I I didn't dislike it. I thought this was gonna be one of your favorites, though. I thought you were gonna be like, oh. No, it's definitely not one of my favorites. I give it a seven out of ten on on the sales. Really? Uh-huh. Which, for for those of you who don't know this already, we've been talking for quite some time about a conversion chart between the Salas scale and the Kurt scale. We know. That a 10 is a 10 is a 10. We know that a Salah 7 is a Kurt 5. We have put together a dynamic infographic. Yeah. There's there's been there were four formula well, I guess you could say two because you can reverse engineer the two, but kind of four formulas used. A lot of math involved. We had a we had to get the greatest minds in the area to conjure up these formulas because you can't just make this stuff up you have to you know go to the labs research test uh when you fail you have to figure out why i failed try again and you know it's a hard process costs us a lot of money but we've done it we've got the scale and it is beautiful it is spectacular conversion chart link to the conversion chart in the show notes we're very excited about the chart the chart the chart is what we've been talking about and it's finally been done it took weeks, maybe even years. I don't know, but we have the chart now. So I give this a seven out of ten on the Salah side of the scale, of the scale, which would be like Kurt giving it a five out of ten. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Where are a, you on this episode? I really like this episode. <laughs> I would, I would give this like an eight. Wow, you give this one an eight, which would be like me giving it an eight point eight. You like this one as much as you like season one, episode six of The Leftovers guest, which I am head over heels in love with. 
Yeah, so, I would say I would say it's about comparable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm interested to hear why. I'm interested to see if you can get my rating bumped up a little bit. Um, I guess an episode that features heavily my least favorite character on the show and makes me like him even less <laughs> is not really. Gonna, see, I okay. We'll see. Is is I, not usually going to get me to rate the episode. I'll right. see if I can get you to like him a little more. Okay, okay, we'll see. We'll see about that. I, I'm speaking, of course, of Jin here, not Sun. Yeah, Sun, okay. Sun is wonderful. Oh, Sun. wait. I, wait, I was under the miss. Wait, we're talking about Jin? I was talking I can't, about I can't convince you that then. Sorry. That's no okay. way. No, Sun is wonderful. I love <laughs> I can convince you, Jin. We can do it. Let's get into okay, it. Let's try. Okay. So we, we first see uh, Sun with a plant. Jin's fishing. And this, you know, we will later come to realize how much kind of a flower flowers mean to sun uh there's not no. much to glean from it it's just quickly shows them and this is going to be a sun Jin episode mostly sun but Jin is in it well, and... the one thing that i did glean from it though is sun is has the plants right there in front of her she's watching she she notices kate and jack talking about jack's tattoos they're being kind of flirty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and she Jin comes back to where sun is looking at this beautiful plant and starts bashing the the fish against a rock and the look of disgust that Jen, that sun has uh tells me that she's not she's hardcore she's not impressed by Jen anymore can I, can I can i tell you a story that maybe i'll cut and i'm going to say that just so people are really excited to hear this story <laughs> i probably won't cut it when i was I was maybe it was, it was either late elementary, or early middle school, but I was really young, and I was like outside of our house helping my dad with something. He was like cutting wood with the saw. Or so he was doing something, and he needed my help. Just, maybe I was holding a flashlight. I don't know what I was doing. I was helping him, and I I couldn't see because his body was blocking. But he like took a step, and he's like, "Kurt, Kurt, go go get that rock. Bring it here. Get the rock." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then I went picked up this rock, went up to my dad. And then I could see he had found like a, like a mouse or like a, a rat or something. He stepped on his tail, and then I gave him the rock, and he just he he, he took out the mouse and rat. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that to me, I was like, he's he's hard as nails. I said that earlier in the other <laughs> podcast, but that's hard as nails. I aspire to be that hard as nails, but I was like, wow, he just wow, he just did that. And that's what Jin doing that reminded me of that. The way Sun looked at him, I was like, yeah, that reminds me of that. Completely unrelated, but that's what that's well, what that I mean, to. Well, yes, I completely. You you looked at your father with admiration. We want to be like that. Son looks at Jin with total disgust. <laughs> well, well, at, at the time, I looked at him with disgust. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he did that." But now I'm like, "That's that takes I take a special something to be able to do that." It's just a I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing though. <laughs> but he did it. You know what? I just I just had a thought. I just had this thought right now that. I think there's a reason why our leftovers podcasts are so much longer than our lost podcasts usually. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the first thing that you said is that son's looking at a plant and she sees Jim with the fish, but you kind of skipped over the, the idea of Kate. It was curious about Jack's tattoos. And then Charlie was annoyed by their inside jokes. And I, so- I was going to get to that. I, I just wanted to like keep all this together and I was going to talk about Okay. It. Well, the, but I, this is not a criticism of you, Kurt. No, is, I've already taken that's a criticism. No, it's not. Where, well, I'm going to criticize you later in the episode. Let's go. Oh, come on. I will, I will remember Let me this. Finish because it's not a criticism of you. Uh, I think that this is just a representative of the maturity of Damon Lindelof 
going from from where he is in Lost, where there there's stuff in an episode that just doesn't really do like you don't look at it and say, I wonder why that happened, except for the sea urchins. I'm still yeah. Amazed. I was gonna cite the sea urchins against. <laughs> You but, said I couldn't use it in Leftovers, but I can use it here in Leftovers. Yeah, oh, for sure. But but I think that the stuff like this, that, you know, Kate talking to Jack about his tattoos, like, I, I didn't really think oh, I need to know about Jack's tattoos, even though I'm obsessed with the tattoos, right? Yeah, you're talking about Charlie's, yeah, you were. Yeah, Charlie's tattoos, I think, are, are trying to tell us something. I don't know what they're trying to tell us, but they're trying to tell us something. But when I when I watched The Leftovers, like this episode that we just covered of, of Guest, like every i was pausing this thing every like 15 seconds the judge says do you want to change revert to your uh, maiden name to nora as she's getting this divorce and i'm thinking well there's a reason that nora's has the opportunity to change your last name but doesn't take it like here uh, there's stuff that we can kind of glaze over Mm -hmm. anyway that's that's a little diversion and that was not a criticism of you that was a uh, an acknowledgement of damon lindelof's uh the difference between lost and the leftovers anyway okay let's continue <laughs> no I, I understand but i will okay. get you back for this no. so we <laughs> so i mean while, while they're kind of flirtatiously talking charlie yeah, quips in and you see Locke shaving himself with the knife explaining how they keep themselves well groomed and they're the squad to go get water from the cave as Jack said, hey, tomorrow we'll send a squad to go get some water. Yeah. And they go off and they go. That That's all we see for the time being. And then we get the flashback. So I want to ask you, before we start talking about them, do you like the flashbacks in this episode or do you not? Uh, okay. Uh, the early flashbacks, not crazy about them. Um, really? Nah, I mean it's just a, a really generic like it's a it's it's Aladdin, right? It's <laughs> it's you know here's this not a princess, but this very wealthy uh, woman who comes from this rich family, and here's the the poor servant who is in love with her and and wants to show her the world. It's shining, minus the genie. <laughs> yeah, shining, shimmering, splendid. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, so oh, minus the genie, but you know what? What is the name of the guy? Jin. Okay. Yeah. Jin. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which means genie, or it's it's a. Is uh, it really? It's, it's an yeah. Um, Jin is a, is a like a mythical creature that is basically a genie. They're a little more sinister than genies. Aren't genies already sinister, though? How, yep. how can you get more sinister than a genie? Or genies just kind of like trolls. Like, they just want to see you suffer. Or not suffer, just they want to see you mess up. And jinns Because if you like... watch the Disney version or the, a different version. <laughs> That's what I mean. I think, I guess, like, I could, I could accept that as a definitional difference of how they're more evil. But so, I, so anyway, I, I, I wasn't too impressed with the flashbacks up until uh, the one... Which one? What about, can you talk about in terms of dogs? What? Like the, the dog they get. Just... Yeah, the dog, I guess that's where it started to get a little bit interesting. Um, and certainly when he came home with blood on No, even before he came home with blood on his hands. I, yeah. I really love these flashbacks because it shows the progression. And then we'll talk about it here. Yeah, okay. Let's go. Okay, okay. So 
first flash of equity and this this is i'll give it to you if you don't like this one but this is the most it's most maybe stereotypical maybe the second one is but it it, it shows you know it's a fancy party and son's getting a drink from a waiter and oh who's that waiter it's Jin, Jin the waiter and then we see them like sneak off and they're a couple and it's like young love we i don't know we don't know how long they've been together for but you know they've they show much more love in their relationship than they do on the island, that's for sure, right? And, oh, yeah. And Jin doesn't seem like a bad guy, right? He he tell, like, he tell gives her this flower, how he wants to give her the world, how much she, like, loves her. Sun wants to elope, right? Yep. So that really shows how much they care about each other. And Jin wants to work it out with her dad because he doesn't want her to be, like, you know, pick her fa- or pick him over her family. Yeah. That, that, you know, that can mean a few things, maybe... He doesn't want, like, a resentment that there's a fear of that, like, you elope, and then maybe she does miss her family, or we later find out her dad's a pretty powerful guy. Maybe you don't want to elope with this guy's daughter, <laughs> but yeah. we, we see so Jin is very caring here, okay? You've got to admit that, right? If, if this is the Jin you saw, do, would you hate him? I think I think you're giving him, you're, you're hating Jin because you know what he becomes, but you got to look at what he was before. Look at him. I mean, he was Leonardo DiCaprio from Titanic. <laughs> he's, you do not like Jin Pryor, or at least he he's, he's so he's so sweet. And uh, I think what what the flashbacks show are just uh, it, not only does it show the the breakdown of the relationship, but it breaks down because of how Jin turns. Right, Jin's the one that mostly changes. But why does Jin change? He changes because he wanted to change for her. Right, he wanted to work for her father for her. Okay. And I think there's something really sweet in that. I it's, mean, it's, it's sad. It's sad how it ruins the relationship, but it's it's almost sweet in a way. Like he, it, you you're totally discounting the possibility that he was sinister from the beginning. Oh, like he just wanted the job. He was he was uh, seducing her mm-hmm. so that he could work for her father. I am I am discounting that. Yeah, you're discounting that. Why? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> because because. He's still, because it's not like a, if he, it's not like an instant loss of love. You see just a progression over time of it. And, like, it seems like he genuinely cares about her. I would. Because he brought her a flower, and when she said, I want to elope, he said no. (laughs) No, later scenes, he brings her, like. No, I don't want to run away with the person that I love. I want to work for your dad. I want to work for her father. I, you know, there's some truance to that, and I'll, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that later. There, there, there's something that actually helps to prove your point that maybe I should skip over, but I, I won't. I'll be fair. Okay. So, okay, well, let's go on. Anything else you want to talk about this specific flashback? No, I, I, I don't. I don't. There's not much to glean from it. Nah, That's fair. I, I didn't. I wasn't overly impressed with this flashback, and, and I certainly did not fall victim to Jin's charms as much as you did. I, I think you've just given him too much of a sinister thing. When. When he's on the island, even beforehand, right? He says things to Jin or to Sun that are are kind of like mean, right? And they are mean spirited, but there's 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 kind of like a he cares about her sense, right? If if he really didn't care about her and he just wanted her for her dad, he really wouldn't do as much for her as he does, or like what he tries to do. And he tries to do it in what Jin believes is a good way, right? Mm. And it's not always a good way. Like he's like, Oh, go go clean up or you need to drink water or whatever have you but he 
he like still, he still cares about her. Years in the poison suit. <laughs> so she doesn't get poisoned. <laughs> exactly. There you go. He just can prepare it right. He's so good. He he couldn't make it wrong. Okay, we we've been enough on this one flashback, but okay. we'll, we'll have more. We'll have more. We'll argue. We'll get back to this argument for the next flashback. Sure. sure. Okay. Then we cut back, and this is one of the, if not the biggest conflict. Uh, one of. Base conflict of the show, we just see Jin yell something, runs at Michael, who's just by the beach. Uh, I don't know. What's he doing by the beach? He was just walking with Walt. Oh, yeah, just chilling with the sun, and then yeah. Jin just comes and starts beating him up, yeah. kind of drowning him a little. Just be- So what were your thoughts right there initially? Jin starts beating him up. And I know what you're going to think. I know what when I first watched this, what I thought. and I think that, Oh, the that he, well, you know, the, uh, there was some deliberate misleading in the previously on. Where, I mean, uh, did you see the previously on? No, no, I skipped the previously on. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you what they showed in the previously on. They showed us the scene where Michael is trying to get to leave Walt with Son and just and describe it what he's going to do and ask Son to watch my watch Walt while he's gone, which is still ridiculous. Like, why of all people? Yeah, why do you pick the one that, um, to your knowledge, doesn't speak English? Right. So, like, they're they're setting you up to to think that Jin is thinking that Michael is moving in on Sun. Yeah. It, it, what what gets me too is they do later ask Michael, "Is there any reason he could be true for any reason at all?" And he profusely he says maybe he's racist. That's that's something he goes with, and, yeah. but he profusely re- refuses that he did anything wrong. Do you think Michael actually believes that? Like, do you think Michael in the back of the head's like? I mean, you know, okay. I don't think Michael did anything wrong by asking Son to watch Walt. I'm with, I'm with you too. And I don't think there's any reason for him to even think of that as a possible reason why Jin would be mad at him. However, he did see Son naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the one. If, if Jin found out, like, if maybe if Son told him, then mm-hmm. he'd be a Michael. Okay, I want to let you know he saw me naked, and Jin just you know hardest nails man took it the wrong way, beat him down. Uh, yeah, and it just—it was a little, a little surprising that he—not surprising, a little disappointing that he didn't bring that up to Saeed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad he didn't because if <laughs> that would have been another issue, yeah. yeah because then they would have gotten back to Jin, and then Jin would have really he would have yeah. finished the job. Well, maybe not. He can't speak English. Maybe not. Know. I don't yeah, think he really cares that much about Sun anyway. Because, oh come on! Well, 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 we'll get back to our fights. <laughs> <laughs> very argumentative podcast this one is. that's okay i do like it this is the first this is the first episode where i think we viscerally degree on or disagree on what yeah. a, a kind of core not, not uh, one of the storylines we disagree on one of the storylines yeah. yeah i suppose so okay. we haven't talked about the other ones at too much yet yeah like the gin beating up one i think we can both agree on. i think we'll agree on the wider one and we'll see so saeed and sawyer yet again and lotus mentioned remember these guys were fighting each other in the oh, first yeah. or second episode. They were fighting each other, and, you know, this is not... And we saw the apple being thrown. They've definitely buried the hatchet to some degree. I don't think there's any yeah. animosity between the two. They're quite an odd couple. <laughs> I want to say they're a couple, but they just they just work together when needed. Sawyer's got the handcuffs, which... By the way, who gave Sawyer the handcuffs? Why does Sawyer have the handcuffs? <laughs> I don't know why Sawyer... I guess he's the looter, but I, I don't know why he has the handcuffs. But Sawyer uh, has them, and they handcuffed you. I thought okay. Kate was the new marshal. Yeah, Kate. I know. Yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> Maybe some sort of separation of power. But the gun doesn't even have bullets. So that doesn't... Yeah, but Kate's got the badge now. Yeah, yeah, the badge means a lot on the island, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Piece of metal. So, yeah, exactly. And th- this is where I wanted to note, because when they handcuff Jin, we see Sun profusely talking with Jin, and he says some words back. But I think I said this earlier before in the Lost series, but they choose when they give us subtitles for Sun and Jin, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I, I really like that. It's not that, oh, we can never understand them when they're talking. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they're talking like Korean or Mandarin. But, or I, I think or it's Korean, right? Is it Korean? I, I don't know what they're talking They're from Korea, right? I think so. I'm pretty so, sure. I, so I would assume it would be Korean, yeah. but. Well, Mandarin is Chinese. Yeah, Mandarin is Chinese, that's right. Uh, what's... We don't understand what they're saying, and they choose when to give us the subtitles. And I like that. I like that we don't always know what they're saying. Yeah, that is very sometimes cool. I, I, I do like that they chose to do it that way. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to, and I do like that choice. Mm-hmm. Onward, we cut back to the water group, and they arrive. Kind of, We didn't see much of the travel, just they get there. And I think you start seeing this a lot more in Lost now that they're starting to... After, after Jack's speech about survival, we don't... And now that they've been on this jungle a lot more, you know, in previous episodes, when they're going for the receiver, when they're going for, like, episode one, when they're going for the uh, cockpit, episode two, the receiver, right? Going through the jungle is a huge bit of the episode, yeah. right? This is yeah. this is huge. It's not as huge now, right? It, there'll yeah. still be parts where they're in the jungle, obviously, and they're, like, doing things. But now we'll see them, like, they're going, okay, I'm going to go here, and then we cut to someone else, and then we cut back to them, and they've made it there because... Yeah, it, it makes sense. Okay, they've they've gotten better at traversing. Probably, uh, there's not always wild animals we're looking about, and most of the time we saw them was just them conversating while walking. There weren't really many issues while they were walking. Right. So we start seeing that a lot more. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do you really feel? Well, yeah, anything? I'm fine with that. I don't, yeah. I don't need to see them trekking every time. It's like a fast travel in a video game. Yeah, you don't need to. Don't need fine. to do that. Yeah, if so, they want to in jetpacks, I'm good with it. So we arrive. And they talk about, oh, there's loot there. There's water. Let's start. Uh, I think Kate and Jack are filling up the water. Locke goes to look at the loot. And then Charlie sneaks off to go to his drugs, which we, we are hotly about. right? We've been talking about it for, I think, almost every episode. We bring it up. He's got to run out. He's got to run out. And yeah. he's still got some. Also, it's heroin. We learned it's, or Did he say it in this episode? I don't know if I looked it up. I, did I, it? Don't, I didn't. I didn't remember anybody saying... Then it is heroin. I can say with absolute certainty it is heroin. Okay. Of some sort. I think. that's. that's I, I remember figuring it out and going, aha, it is heroin. So. Yeah. It is heroin. And Locke comes. And at first glance, we think Locke's going to warn Charlie about the heroin. He doesn't, though. He warns him about the beehive he's standing on. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is another... This episode really... Uh, what's the saying when it, you don't see it coming? Um, subversion of expectations. There you go, yeah. It subverts your expectations a lot this episode. You, you think, oh, Locke's going to get him for the drugs? Nope, it's because he's on a beehive. And we cut back again. <laughs> a lot of cuts here. Yeah. So do you have anything commercial. to say really on, on the... Yeah, cut the commercial. Now we're back to Mike. But what are you... Any thoughts on the water group there? Anything to really gleam? Um, no, not yet. Okay. Well, there'll definitely be some stuff. And I, oh, yeah. I do like it. So we see Mike 
he doesn't actually look that beat up is something I had a comment about. Like he gets he looks like he's getting punched bad by Jin, but Oh, I didn't get that. I I, I mean he even I... started limping. But his face looked pretty good. Well, the limp he had from the boar hunt. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I thought he was looking pretty good. despite no, how much he so, but, but what Jin did was, I mean, he speared him. He just tackled him. <laughs> and then I didn't get the impression that he was punching him. I got the impression that he was holding him underwater. I didn't know. I thought he was punching him and holding him underwater. But I definitely agree he was holding him underwater. So maybe he was just doing that. And I just saw him, like, grab at him. It's, anyway, it's not it's not a nit I'm willing to pick. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I, I think it's fine that Mike didn't look beat up. <laughs> but this is where we get Saeed. I, I didn't go over this already, but Saeed kind of starts asking him. But Saeed's much... Saeed is a thing that can happen to victims in crimes uh, where... Victim kind of Yeah, victimhood. Where they kind of... In Would, a way, you make them feel like they're blamed, right? Just yeah, like, what did you do to cause this? Yeah, exactly. We saw in the leftovers. Uh, what episode was it? Uh, there was an episode where Tommy did the same thing to Christine. It was a uh, BJ in mm-hmm. the AC, where uh, Tommy kept saying, well, "What did you tell that guy? Why? Why did he come after you?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the victim blaming. Yeah. No yeah. good. Yeah. So Mike, he's feeling really attacked, and when when finally pressed, he says he's racist. It's gotta be racism. His yeah. kind isn't like my kind. And that's my sorry. What what do you think of that uh, in terms of the victimhood or the victim blaming? And Mike, go. Do you think he actually thinks Jin's racist, or do you think he's just saying that because I pushed him so much? So I really, I don't think Michael understands at all. I I really believe this that that he doesn't know why Jin attacked him. Oh, I agree with you there too. Yeah, I I, th- I think that he really doesn't know. I, I don't think he sees anything that he did as being wrong or worthy of an attack. And Mike certainly acts that way uh, yeah. throughout the, the whole time of Jin's capture or imprisonment, I guess is a better word for it. Yeah. And Saeed, I, th- I, I hesitate to indict Saeed for victim blaming as much as I indicted Tommy for, for it in The Leftovers because... Side doesn't really have any other choice because he can't communicate with Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, he, yeah, he, the he only way he's going to get any information is through Michael. So yeah. I, I keep saying Michael. Nobody on the island calls him Michael. He's always Mike. I need Do they all call him Mike? I call him Mike. Yeah. Okay. I need I'm lazy. Michael. Mike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Flashback. A lot of cuts in this episode. <laughs> this is one where they really just. Oh, yeah. boop, 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 boop. It's not terrible, just really. I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, but I think that Lost is that way. I, I've noticed <laughs> that their their scenes are no more than maybe two minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, but but it's fine. I, I love the flashbacks. So. Yeah, flashbacks are good. So yeah. here, second flashback, uh, father gives permission. Jin kind of gives her the, the, the joke, uh, the slip tricks her a bit. They're all happy, lovey-dovey. She didn't even can afford the ring now because now he works for her father. Maybe, but maybe. I mean, it's it's like it's not just. I I would like to work for you so that I can give your daughter the life that she deserves. It's I will sell you my daughter for two years of indentured servitude, basically. That that's how her father did it, but Jin, I think Jin genuinely cared about her though. 
Okay. Right. That's why. That's why he agreed to it because because here's why. When when he says, "I'll I just have to work for your father," she kind of like pauses. Like, Wait, work for my father? Like she she doesn't want Jin to work for her father. And he goes, right. "Hey, it'll only be two years, right?" Like yeah. So He's not doing anything that she wants. <laughs> no, 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 no. But if we don't know the negotiation that went on with her father, right? And I, mean, and I know, I, I, I know. I have an Indian family. I understand how uh, arranged marriages work and like this type of culture of mm-hmm. you don't just you can't just marry someone for love alone. Or if you do, sometimes you have to give something up. And in this case, the way I feel, I feel Jin also doesn't want to work for her father, and I think he understands the money he can make from doing it. But I think he's doing it for her, right? And and Sun quickly accepts it because she's happy to have Jin. She doesn't. She doesn't. She's not stuck on this. You gotta work for my father for two years for that long. She very quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. Hugs him and he's probably gonna be in the back of her head, and she's probably upset. Certainly, it she showed that she was upset about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm gonna play the other card, and I don't even honestly know if yet which way I believe what you're saying, or that this is this was a sinister way to just get into the family business. So, but but really, if we think about it that way, he they're they're seeing each other, whatever they're doing. She wants to elope. He says, no, I need to talk to your father. I need to make this right with your father. He goes to see the father. He comes out with a job mm-hmm. working for the father, even though in instance one, he's he's doing what she doesn't want to do. She doesn't want him to talk to her father. And then in instance two, she's he's going to work for her father, which she clearly doesn't want him to do either. So how much caring and love and affection is there here when it's just one time after another she he knows that she doesn't want this and he does it anyway so so i what i will say is she doesn't want him to talk to her father because she she doesn't think he'll approve and we we know this because when he comes to her from the second flashback to tell her it worked out she thought it failed right she so i think that's number one why he doesn't want her what i he she doesn't want to confront her father about it is because she think it will fail. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when when Jin when and when Jin tells her I'm going to do it or I, I will do it, Sun doesn't keep fighting. He he convinces her and then does it. It's like like if you disagree with your wife on something that you want to do, but if you convinced her to let you do it, it's not like you subverted your wife and did it, right? You you gave her your reason why and you've changed her mind. And I think that's what it was like. When Jin went to get her father, get her father's permission. Now, now, what I will agree with you is that he did take the job without talking to Sun at all. But I think he did it in the name of love, right? Because he didn't seem to. Okay, and I think he did it in the name of career advancement. Okay, okay. Because okay. Jin is the worst. Let's not forget that. No, he's not the worst yet. Jin, I think Jin's an actual lovely guy right now. I think yeah. Jin's a sweetheart. He's won me over, and then he breaks me down as time goes on. Okay. Just that I, I uh, maybe it's also because I think that's a better story. Just he, he's this, he's really sweet. They have this great relationship, and just over time, and partially because of how much he loves her, and that he wanted, he he did this because he wanted to have it. Maybe what he felt the right way, so he could she could still be around her family, and they could still have a life together. Took the took the job, and but the job like corrupted him, and he changed because of it, and now. It's not Darth, as good anymore. It's the Darth Vader story. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, don't don't act like you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I 
I saw the Clone Wars when I was younger, so I know I know how I know how that ends. The, I have the high ground. Oh, I know oh, that. Okay, you do. Yeah, know. I do know that. Yes, I do know. <laughs> okay, good for you. Yeah. I told you I know Star Wars. I told yeah. You. yeah, but but basically, you know, Anakin becomes Darth Vader in order. Spoiler alert! Whoa, whoa, that's no, 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 no. That's not a spoiler. That's that's right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm not worried about spoiling Star Wars, <laughs> but so but you know Anakin becomes Darth Vader because of love for Padme. Yeah. So it's be, it's the love that, that that prompts him to try to save her life and turn to the dark side in order to do it, and so mm-hmm. it corrupts him. So you're saying that that Jin is Darth Vader. Yes. Yes, I think there's an analogy okay. to be drawn there. I think you drew the analogy for me perfectly. Good work. Okay, I'm I'm still riding the Jin was sinister from the start train, but you just, you've just you just hate them so much. You don't want to you don't want to cut him a break that he might have one day he, he could have you know I bet he could have saved a school bus of children that were drowning. Could have just gone down there, pick get one, swim back up, get one, swim back up, get one, swim back up, and then one kid dies. You'd be like Jin's a terrible person. Didn't save the one kid. I but think that's would, how much he, you disliked him. He would never have done. He wouldn't have gone for the one because he would have said, "Nope, son, we have to stay over here." No. <laughs> oh, so hush. everybody else. Oh, hush! No, didn't he, he was a good lad. Anyway, back to the back to the present time. We uh, we're back to the so so many scenes. Kind of thank God I actually took notes. I could not have done this if I did not no. take notes. <laughs> This is far too difficult. I don't know. Hive. So they, they were about to do it. They were trying to cover the hive and then probably like panics. I think he got stung or he saw a bee and he just looked, he's scared. He's talking about, oh, I've, I might be allergic or whatever. I, yep. Oh, no, no. It's, I have an, ir- well, he first he says, I have an irrational fear of bees. An irrational fear of bees. And I don't think a fear of bees is irrational, by the way. No, so I don't, I've never been stung by a bee to my knowledge. So I just never? Knowledge, never. Wow. Because I was so afraid of bees when I was younger, I'd be like, ah, I'd run. Now I don't really care. I just <laughs> ran around. I I mean, if I'm allergic, I'm allergic. I haven't been allergic to anything, so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. But if I am, I am. I'm sure I'll live, though. I don't think, I mean, hopefully it's not super severe. But I'll I'll, I'll understand if I'm going into, like, some sort of shock. Then I, I think I'm capable of understanding. So. Okay. In the United States, the only animal that kills more people per year than bees is dogs why do people have pet dogs then it's a good question kurt <laughs> is it from like infections if they bite you no it's from like attacks by like oh, okay. large violent dogs but um okay. then bees are number two and then white-tailed deers are number three do i tell deer sorry was deer? that from car accidents yeah. Yeah. yeah makes sense wow dogs yeah. are scary anyway Watch out, guys! Everyone, if you guys, me and Mr. Sal do not have dogs. If you have a dog at home, watch out. He might be trying <laughs> to kill you. He or she might be coming after you. They are the leading animal death cause in the United States. I've now just heard from a reputable source, and that's how misinformation spreads. <laughs> I just pass yeah. it on immediately. I cannot cite my source on that. Don't worry. <laughs> you cite me, I'll cite you. We're good to go. Okay, perfect. There you go. So hive breaks, and you know they run around. And here, here's where they subvert expectations again, right? Definitely, they both, Jack and Kate, both take off their shirt, right? You're telling me it's not 
you know. Oh yeah. I that I think is another. I I really feel like this episode is the king of subver- subverting expectations constantly. I saw they were writing this, and you talk about that cliffhanger one. I think this one they're like, hey, how can we goof them every time? Right? <laughs> hey, we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. We'll do that. So anyway, well, that's a good point. Both their shirts are off, but not nothing happens. Nothing comes of it. But what they do find, well, Kate finds her first, are remains. Two remains. Yep. And who lock quite soon afterward dubs Adam and Eve. And we can get into that in a moment. <laughs> but what Jack surmises is they've been there for at least, I think, what, 40 years it was? Because of the clothing? Yeah, Jack, Jack says 40 to 50 years old. Yes, so 40 to 50 years. They've been there for a while. And Charlie says something of, ah, oh, were these the people before? And Locke, we, we, we hear Locke key into these, like, what people before? Because, and I forgot about it too, that Locke doesn't know. No, right? he Because Locke is the main he, guy. He's the only one in this group that doesn't know. Although, Charlie doesn't know that Jack knows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. It's, it's a, lot of, a lot of network of yeah, yeah. misinformation going on here. Yep. Locke doesn't know, though. I do think he surmises it, though, from what he sees and from what the people say. I don't think he does. I think he does just, because when he says the Adam and Eve thing, he's full, you know, he's, he's the man of faith. We see it kind of more later in the episode in a funny way, but we see it later in the episode. He's a man of faith and he is the man of faith for the island. He calls them Adam and Eve. How do you feel about that? Well, I think that's, 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 that has to happen. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's not a subversion of expectations at all. This this is the man of faith on the island referring to biblical figures. Does uh does Mash from the leftovers ever say Adam and Eve at all? Mm, there is a reference to Eve anyway, if not Adam. Okay. In season two, but it's not so much coming from Matt. Okay. I won't yeah. count that for Matt then. He's not a true and a faith. Oh, okay. you have to bring up Adam and Eve. That's like the gold, not gold standard, but the bare minimum. That's like, okay. That's like on the checklist. Like if you want to get a general education, you got to get some like science. Maybe you got to take like an English class. You got to, <laughs> you got to mention, got to mention Adam and Eve. Well, as far as, as far as I can remember, I, I don't remember him saying anything about Adam and Eve, but it doesn't surprise me coming from Locke. I think it's exactly what he would think. Uh, but I also think that he, even though it's not very outwardly displayed here, he is probably struck by the idea that Charlie ta- is talking about people who were here before them. Yeah, you see it in his eyes or oh, like yeah. his face. He goes like, "Huh?" People, like, he, he, yeah, it definitely um, hits him. And I, I do wonder from there, does he? surmise it or does he kind of drop that and he goes with well, this Adam Neve? I mean clearly there were people on the island before. Yeah, oh yeah. He, I mean yes, there's two bodies he's here. At, he's looking at two of them. <laughs> I, the question is does he surmise that the, that there were members of the group that knew about it mm-hmm. and that they were radioing for help the whole time? Yeah. I, I don't think there's any way he could know about the radioing for help but I think that he now comes to realize that at least Charlie knew about people on the island before them, and he's going to start putting pieces together as to how he knows that and what he knows. Mm-hmm. Yep, could happen. So, third flashback. 
son comes home for, from shopping. This is where apparently it starts getting good for you, maybe. She comes yeah. home from shopping, and Jin got her a puppy. Because sadly, Jin works a lot. And I think this is... Lindelof puts everything for a reason. A wise man once told me. Okay, right. nothing, Nothing's accidental. Yeah. And I think right here, they're trying to show that Jin works a lot to show the deterioration of their relationship. Yep. Because cause, because Jin loves her, Jin got her a puppy. Because he knows he can't be around to give her company. Because he would enjoy to give her company. He can. Because he's working. Okay. Or it's, leave me alone and stop bugging me about how much I'm working. Here, have a puppy. No, but he's not like that, that yet, though. He's always so sweet to her. He's never, like, mean to her yet or anything. And I, I'm not, listen, I'm not arguing with you. He does get mean. And I maybe... Or not maybe. I do think the relationship goes that way. And I I do think Jin becomes as cynical as you're saying he does. But I don't think he used that from the beginning. I think it's a transformation. Okay. I mean, that's that's or, your or, or, my optimism. <laughs> we're, you ever see Armageddon? Oh, yes. Like, you know the old bickering couple in Armageddon? Uh, I don't... If, I, if, I, if, you, if you don't remember very well, you'll remember. They're, they're, they're the highlight. Yeah, yeah if you block it out. But if you block that out... They are the highlight of that movie. It's that old couple of bickering. They're the ones that first discovered the asteroid. It's like this... Oh, they're both like pretty old couple. And he's like always looking at his telescope. And she's like, what are you doing there? Oh, I'm just looking at my telescope. Oh, I see something. Get the people. And then like... But they, they always go back to them. They're always bickering about something. It's really funny. And that's what we're like. We're always bickering about this. Well, I don't think we're always bickering. But I, I, I don't think we're going to find... On this topic, we are. Okay. But, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Back to the water group. And this this is the last conflict of the episode. At least at least big conflict of the episode that I'll yeah. uh I think we can point out is we get to the water group and Jack starts thinking about the cave and he talks to um Kate about it. He goes, Hey Maybe we should live in the or maybe they, were they walking actually? Were they walking in the woods? No, I don't think that is yet. No, that's Okay. I think that's later. Okay. This, this is just them in the oasis, and he's he he thinks that oh they must they may have lived here. Yeah, they they must have lived here. This isn't a burial ground. Yes, you're yeah. right. That is right. Yeah. And, and he, he tells them we should live in the cave. If we go back to White Rabbit with the Alice in Wonderland following him, he was led here. Jack was led here, or he might have been. Uh, the the thing is. We talked about was he led here. We both kind of felt like yes, he was led here. The island, you know, yep. faith based, and it, it was stand reason if he was led here. Well, I mean, this is a good place to live. And Jack gives all the great reasons. There's shade to keep you cool, which is really important, especially if it's like pretty hot, which I imagine it is. Yep. Uh, narrow points, exactly. Don't want to get attacked by some wild boars easily. Uh, and the fresh water, super, you know, nice. Absolutely. So he's certainly right. In terms, uh, everything he lists is a great positive. Some negatives, we'll see them later. But Jack thinks they should live in the cave, and this obviously becomes a hot topic. Of do we go to the cave? Do we not? And we get factions now, which this is where I really like it now. Survival now. How much survival are we looking at? What do you think? Now we we do have the outside look of we don't think they're getting out anytime soon, and a lot of the beach people still have some hope, even those that has heard. 
that 16-year broadcast, like Saeed, right? Yeah. Who surmised how long it would be. Still stayed on the beach because he doesn't want to give up and he still wants to have hope. Whether it be because, I mean, he has a wife we know on Mike's stage, for example, because he has his kid he wants uh, to be off this godforsaken island. Yeah, he says but, that, that his priority is getting Walt off the island. Yeah. And... Hmm. Put, put, put a tack on that. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Put a note on that. Let's see if we'll remember that. But... I lost, oh, yeah. Where where would you stand if you were part of this island without without this knowledge of the 16-year transmission you don't know? You know? Obviously, this has over 100 episodes of Lost. They're on the island for more than a few more episodes. <laughs> I, I think this is one of the issues that I have with this episode. Like, I, I guess I don't know how far away the Oasis is from the beach, so that might make a difference. But it seems like a pretty simple solution that you just you keep a team of like four or five people on the beach at all times, but you rotate it. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Like, because because the beach is really good because you can also fish there as well. So you can send people yeah. during the day, they fish, yep. catch them, and then they sleep, or maybe vice versa. They get there at night, start the fire, so that way when they catch the fish, they're fresher, and they bring them back in the morning. And another crew heads out at night there to start a fire. There, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, it seems to me, it seems like a pretty easy solution here. There need to be people at the beach at all times, but it doesn't need to be everybody. Mm-hmm. And so you leave some people at the beach, but you take it in shifts because everybody should have some time in the oasis as well. What, what, do, you, what do you think doing uh, roughly looks like the group split about half half? We'll just say it's half half. Sure. Do you think that's still sufficient we can do some reasons why half half's good if you spread out people uh they can get resources better right if you put everyone in in the oasis if they all want to get like a specific plant or like wood you have to start moving out further because people closer to you get the resources closest to you and that will result in everyone having to walk further get resources but if you spread them out to two central locations you don't you don't harvest them as quickly people you don't have to walk as much to get resources Okay. Yeah, that's the reason. Uh, I, I, somebody still has to though, because it, yeah. they're different resources. So, yeah, but like, if you have more. Think if you think of people and they have like a sphere of influence around them. You have more resources in your sphere of influence if you spread your people out, which is like really obvious thing to say, I guess. But by putting if, if people live on the beach, it's much easier for them to get wood by the beach. If everyone lives in the oasis, getting wood by the beach would be a big pain. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's why you need like four or five, but I don't think you need oh, yeah. what are the 20, 23 if it's, if we're dividing it in half. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. There's 40 yeah. something. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I land on this. I, I, I would want, I, I think everybody ought to live in the Oasis, but keep a team of four or five at all times. But that team changes every, you know, two or three days. What do you think about making an aqueduct to the beach? <laughs> <laughs> So that sounds good. A footbridge or something. <laughs> sounds yeah. good. And Roman style. They they have time. But yeah. I mean, how about you? Where do you live? Cave. Oh yeah, cave. I get sick. <laughs> I get sick of the sun pretty quick. I like I like to sunbathe sometimes, but I'd probably get sick of it. It's it just if I didn't have sunglasses, I'd get sick of it real quick. That's true. Shannon's got plenty of sunglasses. Yeah, if I had sunglasses, I could live out there on the beach. But. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how I feel about it. Okay, off the cave topic. We're back to Mike. Uh, well, actually, no, it's Walt. He's, like, sitting, and Jin's kind of, like, looking at him. And then Sun comes by, and Mike comes by, and, you know, Mike's like, hey, come on. Come on, Walt. Let's let's get out of here. Which, I don't even know why Walt's sitting by, sitting within the vicinity of a man that just beat up his dad. Yeah. Like, I have no clue. Like, I understand he's a young kid, but he's not, like... That's like super common sense, and he's not that young that he can't understand that. He understands this man beat up my dad, yep. and now he's in big trouble. But, yeah. Okay. Although, I mean, I mean, he, I don't know how much affection he has for his dad at that point, but. Ah, fair enough. Well, here, they, they kind of have a bit of a heart-to-heart, because Walt wants to know, what did you do, dad? You know, now he's, he's kind of victim-blaming him in a way, but he's a young kid. He's, it's more innocent. He's like, why? You know, what's going yeah. on here? And... His dad tries to explain to him racism, basically. Mike tries to explain to Walt that he thinks there's racism. And Walt doesn't really understand. He's like, what? What do you mean? I don't... I'm not, I'm not catching up. Yeah. What, what do you think about that? Have you have you explained to your kids racism at all? Well, well I, I'll tell you, I hadn't much, but we have had lots of discussions about it recently. Really? Why? Well, because... If I can ask why... <laughs> Well, because George Floyd died, and then there were protests. Oh, and, oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that's a very good reason to talk about that. Yeah, was it was your son? I'm assuming you're. I'm, I'm talking about your older son here because I, I think yeah. the one's too young. Mm-hmm. Was he was he asking you questions why stuff was happening, or did you just like should have tell him? Because I don't know if he watches the news at all. I don't know. I don't know um, how much news a, a kid his age. No, I mean, he watch news, but yeah, a lot of times he would overhear my wife and I talking about it and ask questions about it um but we've tried to kind of ease into it with i mean it's so hard it's really hard to figure out how to talk about it with with the kids because so we we feel like it's very important that they understand that that racism exists and that we need to we need to first of all not be racist but but then it's not even enough to not be racist we have to be anti racist and and so we in fact we just the last couple of nights we spent uh watching um the greatest showman i don't know if you've ever seen that i don't know what that is uh it's about pt barnum and the starting of uh, his circus which is mostly about uh, the the one of the major themes of the movie is people who are outcasts who don't have family who don't have home who basically their family has forsaken them and and they they don't have a a a group of people that they can be part of uh, coming together despite their differences and and working together to make something great and so we've been talking a lot in the last couple nights especially about people being different and how great that is and how we hope that uh we try to f- figure out how we are different and uh, how, how to try to celebrate that and how, and always to, to recognize that people, all people are different and that's, that's, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. So anyway, yeah, that's um, a hard thing that in like death, it's hard for a kid to understand death. Yeah. It's really, and coronavirus. So this has been really hard about this stuff all at once, but but yeah, racism. I honestly, it's easier to talk about death than it is to talk about racism. Yeah, I, I feel like that's yeah. Especially as as a white male, it's it's like I don't 
I, I don't feel qualified to have these discussions, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and I, and, and that's part of the problem. And I, and I need to work on that and fix that. But um, anyway, so we're, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing more. a lost podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, no, we're no, no, fine. I like to change it. So, <laughs> but, so I, I think it was, it was really interesting to see me uh, or to see uh, Mike talking to Walt about racism and mm-hmm. the, the idea that, it could have been racially motivated. That that really struck a chord with you, and I think we can both agree that that probably makes the episode better, right? Oh, absolutely. This is one of my mm. favorite bits. So, seven, moon eight it is. Okay. No, no, no. There no, we no. go. So, we, we heard it <laughs> live. Anyway, remember, we're coming to you live. Okay. Onward, we... Walt was having his heart to heart. Walt brings up how his mom never talked about him, and we kind of we we see how much they don't really know each other. Yep. Uh, Mike knows Walt's a birthday, which is like a really token thing. A, a dad probably should know his kid's birthday. But he birthday. didn't like in the in a previous episode. That yeah. Was... Oh no no he had a it was his age and he yes, had to hesitate. Right. He didn't know he had, how old he was. Yeah. He, he he and I think he did get it right, but he, he got it wrong at first, hesitating and then got it right. Yes. But yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but he knew his birthday. But Walt, uh, Walt didn't know his, which is, yeah. I mean, that's pretty common. Does your <laughs> your birthday? Yeah, they do. Really? Oh, okay. All our well, birthdays are within eleven days of each other. All four of us. Oh, okay. Well, wow, yeah. even the year? No, come on. Ah, I'm a funny guy. <laughs> Look at me. Anyway, yeah. I'm a comedian. Uh, but they don't, you know. So. Do you know this is a bonding moment between them? I think this is like a... Oh, absolutely. I think this is a really important moment for the two of them. Uh, there, mm-hmm. There's a turning point here. It's good. Yeah. And we cut back. We see Sun and Jin. You know, they're bickering. Jin's, you know... I, I think it's like his handcuffs are kind of hurting him. And Sun's, you know... Uh, and we see some subtitles. Jin goes, we will not explain ourselves to a yeah. thief. Cool. Yeah. Now that... That subverts your expectations of thief is the the only thing that i could really either either it was really racism or jin found out that he saw son naked for whatever reason or some sort of like other romantic thing yeah i you know i was a little surprised to hear the word thief used here and i actually wondered if they were even talking about Mike and maybe they had something against Saeed because I, who would they be explaining themselves? It wouldn't be Mike. They'd be explaining themselves to, they'd be explaining themselves to Saeed because he's the one who's kind of interrogating them. But I, I guess my, my thought was, no, they are talking about Mike. Uh, and I was thinking about how in some cultures, like, uh, so have you ever read the kite runner? Yes. Okay. So, the the big thing in the kite runner is uh the father always teaches the son that the worst crime you can commit is is uh stealing uh because even all the other crimes are all just stealing if you kill someone mm-hmm. you steal it you're stealing their life mm-hmm. right if you um rob someone you're stealing their stuff obviously yes but, but. Uh, if you lie to someone you're stealing their uh their opportunity to have truth right so I thought you know, maybe that maybe this is a that type of cultural uh, thing that, that he's calling Mike a thief because he thinks that Mike is trying to steal his wife. 
Oh, okay. That's that's what I was thinking at, yeah. at first. And honestly, I, I would have been more impressed with Jin if that were the case. <laughs> uh, oh, Back I, can't, to... I can't wait to get there. Yeah, okay. Okay, wait, okay, wait. I love it too, Mr. Style. So. <laughs> I don't disagree with you that he's he's a he's a scumbag now, but we disagree on his earlier parts. That's, That's fine. Because now now we're in scumbag phase, Jim. So what did you think when you when you heard the word thief here? When I first saw this, uh I, I, I was I I was confused. Yeah. And I didn't know what to take of it. I thought maybe I'm trying to think of what I thought. I I don't know what I thought to be honest. I so that confused me because i was convinced that somehow because the way sun acts is she she acts really nervous this whole time right so it made me feel like that she did like maybe tell Jin passing by accident somehow not accident but just told Jin in passing or trying to like maybe it was just she felt guilty so she told Jin so she wouldn't feel guilty anymore and this is his reaction to it but when he says thief I really it that threw me for a loop. Another subversion of my expectations. So, yeah. For real. Uh, House of the Rising Sun. Also, take a I take a pause here. Did you, could you figure out a meaning behind that other than sun's name well, is sun? I mean, House of the Rising song. Sun is a really yeah. popular song, but it's about like a, a, a house of prostitution. Like, <laughs> I, 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 so yeah, I, I, I could. I really think. I really think song, but. they only. I really think they only titled it. House of the Rising Sun because her name is Sun. Belinda Loft does everything for a reason. Remember. Well, yeah, Remember. but her name is Sun. I think that's the reason. And it's a little that's that was honestly a little bit disappointing to me because I yeah. thought that's a prostitution, little, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's a little I guess that's a subversion of expectations. Oh but, my god, the theme nah, of the episode. Come on, I'm not giving him credit for that. That that's a, that's a lame subversion of expectations. But but in an episode about subversion of expectations, any lame one is still a great one. Do you, do you think this episode no, is about no. subversion no, of expectations? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> All right. Just going down the rabbit hole on it. Okay. I see. So, so anyway, the, the, the title to me is really just because her name is Sun. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. I, I couldn't. I couldn't read into it anymore. I guess we were. We learned a bit about her house. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, kind of like a <laughs> the Game of Thrones way. Yeah, like house son. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, fourth flashback. And listen, you you noticed it too, right? I love. I love when they do. I love when they show time jumps in subtle ways. That's something I really respect. Right, we talked about crying and the leftovers, and when people can show sadness, well, actors. I love when they can you can show a good time jump in a very, very subtle way without mentioning it, without yeah. super going out of the way. And it's the dog growing up. I loved that so much. Like, oh, yeah, that's really good. That's a great, that great, great, great. Yep, high marks. And Jin comes home very bloody, runs into clean. Uh, uh, son's trying to help him, and he says. I was working. That's that's all you can say to Sun in terms of what he's doing. Yeah. And then they have a little scuffle and Sun slaps Jim. Yep. And then Jin kind of he says he'll do anything for her or okay, let me get this right way around cuz I, I did not write this properly now that I'm looking at it. I I can tell you he says okay. I do what I do whatever your father tells me. I do it for us. Okay. So this, this kind of gave me some Walter White like vibes. Oh, that's all I could think of when he said. <laughs> that, there's there's that argument of he's doing that, 
but he's he's this far in. I look. I think he actually means it. I I genuinely think, to Jin, he does this because he loves Sun, and I think he still does love her. But his love for her has changed, and it's become more of like a. She's she wasn't something he craved for. Now she's just a necessity. He's she's just in his life now, and he, Jin just has to deal with that. He's she's my wife. I decided to marry her. This is my way, and now I will care for her, uh, despite our terrible relationship. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't entirely disagree with that. Huh. Although I, I also think that this is. This is a Walter White moment. Yeah, you think this is the... I, oh, I do. I, this I is it before Walter White? This is... Oh, it is. Yeah, this is before Walter White, for sure. So we should call this a gin moment from now on. When people oh, say that man. Walter White, it's like, this is a gin moment. <laughs> no, but it's a Walter White moment because Walter White admits this... I didn't do it for us. I did it for me. Yeah. And, and the, which is, like, the most powerful uh, moment in that entire series, I think. You think? Uh, really? Oh, I do. I do. That because that I mean that is talking about breaking bad right now. But this this is him saying I'm doing it for us, but I think it's for him. Okay. I I gotta I believe got... two years has passed at this point. Yeah, I think so too. That's that's another thing I want to say is he only said two years, but you know, we don't know how her father is, we don't know how insistent or you know what what, what caused it to extend. But the thing is, Jin just doesn't look happy, right? And listen, I guess Walton look happy either when he's doing stuff, but he's just... And we don't know enough about him that I don't want to jump the gun to think he's doing this because he wants to. He likes to... I, I know, hoodlum. Hoodlum's a bit too low. I think he's a bit higher than a hoodlum, but the hoodlum life, you know? Hmm. You know, I, he doesn't seem like he likes it. Maybe he does, but well, is he's it, nothing it, of liking it. Does he look unhappy because he has blood on his hands or does he look unhappy because he has to explain himself to son? That's, that's a question I can't answer. Yeah. I, I mean, I think either interpretation is valid. I probably tend to lean toward, he doesn't want to explain himself, but he seems pretty cold at this point. I'd say, I think he's no. probably done something. I mean, he doesn't, he, he doesn't seem shaken by the mm -hmm. fact that he committed this violent act. Hey, whoa! Where'd you get violent act from? There's just blood on him. Okay. Just had like a nosebleed. This is this is now that's jumping the gun, Mister Sal. Oh come on now! That's jumping the gun. I I think I can safely say that he committed a violent act for her father. I'll give you this one, but you've got to give me another one then at some point. I had no deal. Okay, fine. You drive a hard bargain. No, I just know you too well. <laughs> Never make a deal with Kurt. That is a lesson that I've learned over the years. Really? You, you wait, really? You don't think you don't think I could ever make a deal that's great good for both parties? I can certainly make a deal that's good for both parties. No, I, I just know that if you are willing to make the deal, so you already, <laughs> you already know how it's gonna turn out well for you. <laughs> it's a credit to you, it's not a criticism. It doesn't sound like a credit. No, as a credit, I mean, you 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 are thinking that far ahead that you already know how this is going to go well for you. So I should definitely not make that deal because you already have planned out 
why this is a good deal for you and a bad deal for me. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate the <laughs> possible compliment. <laughs> we go back to the water. Oh, no, no. Now they are in the woods. Yes. And uh, Jack and Kate are flirting some more. Like, oh, she's like, are you Maybe checking you... me out? Yeah, uh, no, absolutely no. not. And, I mean, actually, I don't think he was. Cause he, he, Jack Jack was really digging the cave. He's like, oh, I was thinking about the cave. So much we could do with the cave. We could make a little dam. We could... He's... <laughs> Jack was... I don't think he was, actually. I think he was just deep in thought about the cave. Which I, I, I kind of start thinking, what's... Why are these two not hooking up yet? I know. They, they're like... Because they're really, there's really no good reason. They're clearly attracted to one another. I don't know. Why not? Really busy. I don't know. Yeah. All right. But, but we'll, we'll see at the end of this episode. We kind of see Jack. Jack starts getting worried. Like, hey, how are we, how are we gonna convince him? What are we gonna do? And Kate's like, I'm not even fully convinced yet. Yeah. Right. And Jack's like, Wait, what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. He's he's so infatuated by this cave idea that he didn't even realize Kate wasn't fully on board with him yet. Which yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think he just kind of assumes that Kate's always going to be on his side. Yes, yes, and another subversion of expectations. I mean, I th- I thought Kate would be on his side. I I don't think you would have thought Kate wouldn't have been either. No, I, I I kind of assumed that Kate would be on his side. Exactly, another subversion of expectation. I we should have kept a counter for this. There's at least like five or six this episode. <laughs> There's so many. It's actually unreal. Yeah. So now we go back, and this is. Uh, the other conflict, which I didn't, I didn't realize it took this long for them to come back to, but yeah, we see Locke with Charlie. Or no, first, Locke, well, he's with Charlie, but Locke knows of Charlie's band. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's like aesthetic. That was a really cool moment. I, I know. very much enjoyed that, but you know, I'm gonna enjoy anything John Locke does. So, Locke, the coolest ice guy, doesn't even like he he knows him, but he doesn't bring it up to him like in front of his face, in front of everyone. But he he brings it up now when they're in private. Uh, Charlie's yeah. so happy because everyone kind of knows his one-hit wonder, but don't really know him or yeah. his band. And like Locke even knows all some guy left. He knows all this stuff. Yeah. But they they get on the topic of Charlie's instrument, yep. and Locke assures him he will find his instrument because of faith. Yep. Of course, Locke. Yeah, Locke is a faith happy. guy. This is expected. He is the man of faith. Anything to say on that? Um. Only this. What? What if Locke has already seen the guitar? I that's what I having rewatched it, that's what I'm thinking. Cause okay. We we know about the drugs later. He, Locke doesn't even see him doing the drugs. Or I think he approaches him when he's doing it, but he seems to already know. So I having seen the episode already once before, I presume when Locke found him on top of the beehive, he saw him doing the drugs, or maybe even before that, Locke knew he was doing drugs. Because this yep. is a survivalist guy. So he, I think he already knew uh, Charlie's addiction, and I think he did see the instrument. I'm yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, I certainly think he did. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't, even cooler by Locke, because then he was right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think he did. So, King Jack rendezvous with Saeed. And they talk about the cave. Well, Jack talks about the cave more specifically. And Saeed is not about the cave. Yeah, a little surprising, but yes. The survivalist expert is Saeed. Well, one of him and Locke. But the the only other person, I think, that can match up to Locke's survivalistness. Yeah. Saeed. There's no. Yeah. Right? No, 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 no. I'm not giving up that easy. Despite yeah. knowing that 16-year message, Saeed doesn't want to give up. 
And it's probably because I do want to talk about this as well in terms of the people that stay at the beach versus people who don't. We'll talk about that when we stand. Yeah. They talk real quick, and then we go on to the cons. Or he, he brings them up to speed with the cons, sorry. Uh, he brings them up to speed with the cons, and then they talk about the cave. They just want to move to the cave. Uh, and then we kind of see a game of politics being done once they split up. Jack, we see Jack in the background. Uh, did you notice this? Uh, they show Jack kind of like the camera shows him, but he's talking to like a extra, one of the extra survivors that aren't really important. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack's assumably or presumably going around trying to sway people to come to the cave, right? So it's, yes. it's, it's become a game of politics. Are you pro-cave? Are you pro beach? Yes, and I really like that. Like how it's being explained there. Yeah, this to... this part of the story was very interesting to me. For yeah, because sure. uh, now very quickly we see a lot of the main characters flash by, and they're like, "What are you doing? You know, where where are your allegiances lie?" Uh, and we see Saeed and Mike talk quick, and Mike is pro beach because, as we said earlier, anything to get Walt off the island. Yep. We see factions performing. We see Hurley. Uh, I think he talks with. I go where the I go where the boar is. Yeah, he goes where the boar is. Locke yeah. is a smart guy. Hurley's a smart man. Uh, and then what's up with you, Kate? Yeah, it's what I think. Is that is that what Hurley? I think it's what Hurley asks Kate. And uh, I thought it was Sawyer. Sawyer. You're right. Yeah. Sawyer does. Sawyer asks Kate because they have this sit down, and Sawyer kind of starts outlining it <laughs> for the whole like audience now. I hope I'm like, okay. Yeah. So you're the game theorist. He is the true economic uh, yeah. economist of this uh, TV series. He, uh, we well, him. actually, we we learned that Sawyer's last name is Exposition. <laughs> so, so Sawyer Exposition. Yeah, Sawyer is. Sawyer no. is he's telling the fire stuff. Oh, I love Sawyer. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with with him doing a little exposition here. It's fine. Yeah. Um, that he lays out the reasons for both, and that's good. He does that in this charming way. Yeah, he does that. Okay. And they're both they both kind of seem on the fence. So to me, when I saw that, I thought they were both kind of be on the fence. Maybe yeah. they'd split either way, but they don't. They both end up pro beach. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh, we see Sun watching Mike. And then... Uh, okay, yeah. We see Sun watching Mike, and then another flashback. Yeah, she follows him into the jungle, but yes. then it's the flashback. Yep. Okay, okay. So okay, that does happen. Okay, so it follows him into the jungle. Boom, flashback. And it's the redecorate. What happened? Or the redecorating. So, yeah, what happened to that two year thing? Now they're even. Re- I guess me saying that presumed they would move if he got a different job. But that's not necessarily true. So, I think it's a pretty fair assumption to, to say that this has been more than two years. Oh, yeah, certainly, though. Certainly, yeah. I think it's been more than two years. Uh, but the redecorate lady's like, oh, you're lucky. Money's no issue. Mm-hmm. Which I think this is like the typical thing of like money doesn't always bring you happiness because clearly you know sons. Oh yeah, very really happy flashbacks. Uh, you know, son had talked about missing the simpler times. You're right. Yeah, she talked about what about when you could only give me a flower. Yep. Yeah. I think yeah. when he gave her the dog. She yes, you're right. Yes, yes, I remember. Yes. Simpler times when she when all you could do is give me a flower. Yes, but, and the flower is very important, as we will, of course, very soon too. I mean. Yeah, hugely important. <laughs> Probably uh, more important than it should be. But... Uh, that's your opinion. We'll yeah, we all have it. our own opinions. I yeah. gave you that one earlier. You're gonna give me this one. Now? Oh, that's right. I forgot. I made the deal that I said I would never make. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, Jin is working, 
or, or Jin's on like a work call and her and the redecorate person go in the back and start talking. It so it looks like Sun's gonna go into hiding to leave Jin. Yep. Uh, when you go to the airport, make an excuse. I think it was eleven fifteen at the time. I don't yep. remember. I didn't write it down. <laughs> okay. When you go to the airport, make an excuse. Leave at eleven fifteen. Yep. And go to a car. Don't bring anything with you. And she makes her repeat it. What she also says is, "Have you been studying?" Right. Oh, did no, she? I, I she did. She that. did say. She oh. did say, "Have you been reviewing or studying?" Which is, I first, when I first watched it too, I didn't key into that. I kind of thought of like, "Oh, it's probably something to do with like this escaping or something." I yeah, it went right over my head. But having rewatched it, she did clearly say, "Like, have you been reviewing or have you been studying?" Something in that degree of oh. clearly, it's been her learning English. It's what it is. Okay. So, and um, I think this explains a lot because. Well, first, do you want to say anything on this? With the, I guess there's probably something to be said. Oh, just trying to I mean, really, really, uh, just Jin is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, he's such a jerk in this. I scene. mean, I mean, at this, yeah, at this point, he's, I mean, yeah, he's definitely he's, he's a now. And the when the decorator, quote unquote, decorator says, "Oh, you're lucky to have such a husband." It's like all I could do is roll my eyes and think. Oh, I hope. Well, she... that's what yeah, she just gotta say. Well, I mean, we've come to find out that, that she's saying that. Oh yeah, you're right. That's before. Uh, but it, it, oh. <laughs> uh, not not a fan of Jen. So I was happy to hear that Sun was was leaving him, but knowing that they end up together, you know, obviously made me wonder what went wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. <laughs> so Sun. Uh, finally talks to Michael. I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> cut the cut yeah. the commercial. <laughs> then, that was oh yeah. Because <laughs> of faded black, we come back and she explains to Mike in English over the watch. Yeah, in English over yep. the watch. Now you said it was I think even last episode you would not be surprised if Jin spoke English, not Sun. You said Jin. You're when right. You said that, I was I was sitting up on my pedestal like oh. You said I would be surprised if Sun spoke English. And I, I was like, a oh, surprise is coming. It's <laughs> <laughs> the I next episode, actually. It's coming. Yeah, I did say that, and I was surprised. It was it was shocking to hear her. Speaking. I'm surprised you got surprised. another subversion of expectations for Mrs. <laughs> that one was for sure. So, with when I first saw this, I was kind of mad. That son just spoke English like that. Cause I'm like, why? Why wouldn't you speak before? And maybe just because I was younger. Maybe because I was binging it, mm-hmm. and I hadn't thought about it as much. But it makes it makes sense why she didn't reveal she could speak oh, English. Oh, absolutely. Sooner. And that's because and that's because Jin doesn't know she can speak English. Yep. So if she reveals it, Jin's gonna be mad. And you know, she just want to upset her husband for various reasons. I don't know if their relationship's abusive. I mean, I've actually only seen son slap Jin, but I'm yeah. I, I don't know how. Jin, not a very happy man. I wouldn't. You don't well, want to agree him. She says that he has a temper, which oh, okay. would okay, indicate yes. to me that yeah, it's probably if it's not physically abusive, it's verbally abusive. Definitely, certainly. So it, it definitely makes sense now why. But Mike, but Mike plays our surrogate here and says, "Well, you could speak English, and you didn't <laughs> tell them that what happened. Like, yeah. you gotta tell them." So uh, we we do get a little bit of an advocate in Mike here. Yeah, and, what, and what was Sun's reasoning for not speaking English? Actually, oh, that she doesn't want Jin to know because okay, he's got a temper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because he has a temper, and so now Mike knows. Cut yeah. another scene. Drop the bomb on you. 
Locke well, knows. Because you, you mentioned the watch, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she tells Mike he got beat up because that's her father's watch, and there's a lot of pride associated with that. This, that's cultural this, reasons. This got way under my skin. This, oh, this... yeah. Oh, yeah. This to me of just running up. Like, he doesn't even point at the watch. He doesn't, like, in any way try to communicate to Mike. He just goes up. He doesn't even try to take the watch off of him. He just basically tries to kill him. Yeah. And then go for, like, like, you could beat the guy. Maybe he was trying to, I don't know, pass him out and then take the watch, but. But, but you know, Jin the could have also done like, something. Like, the, like, Jin goes and tackles Michael over this watch. And, and I'm thinking the whole time that, you know, here's my expectation subverted, but I'm thinking the whole, but really, there was no way I was going to know about this watch. Oh, yeah. But I'm thinking that he's tackling Mike because he thinks Mike is moving in on Son. Yeah. Now, on, on some level, that makes me think, you know, that Jin is a jealous jerk. But on another level, it makes me think that well, maybe he actually does care about Sun. But now, <laughs> but, but now to find out that it was about a watch, I'm like, I, this, I think <laughs> this guy is the worst. This is, this is why I agree with you. Jin is the worst to now. Or yeah, we all okay. should agree with the beginning. But... Yeah, I agree. Is the worst. Uh, that's why at first I hate this, but I think I think it's it wraps around right. Like I hate it so much that it's amazing that okay. it just shows how terrible Jin is as a person. That he doesn't he doesn't try to like in any way communicate with Michael. No, 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 no. Yeah. He goes and just tries to beat the crap, possibly trying to kill him. We might be trying to just knock him out or just just to get him to pass out. But yeah, possibly kill him. Right? Yeah. Just the swatch. No. Doesn't care about anyone else on the island watching him just beat a man to death. Doesn't care. But this is another indication of, of the idea that... He's hard Jin as nails. Is, no. <laughs> the, <laughs> I think you've said hard as nails as many I've times in the version of expectations today. <laughs> but but no, this is just another illustration of how, why Jin was in this for the family connection, not for Son. It's not... That's the true, fact, it's yeah. not the fact that Mike is is maybe attracted to Son. It's the fact that Mike has his father-in-law's watch. It was no. all about his father-in-law the whole time. No, 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 no. All it says I don't understand the cultural um, thing on it, and that possibly him beating up Mike actually shows how much he cares about Son because it's her father's watch, and like the connection of the connection of importance isn't that it's his father's loss; is that it's his wife's father's watch you know what i mean hmm. uh, or like like his wife's around and it means more i don't but, know though but I, I, but I, think, I think i think they could be working and i don't think lindelof for uh included the father-in-law when we know he's been a very big uh of all he's the only parent that's actually ever really mentioned very yeah. big part of it and even if you're even if you're right that he's it's it's about the fact that it's his wife's father's watch she doesn't want him to do it. So it's another illustration of him doing what she doesn't want. So he's he's been a jerk the entire time. He's he's not the nicest guy. No. Uh, <laughs> so sad. So sad, Jin. Yeah. But son asked Mike for help. We don't know what that help is supposed to be, but Yep. So we come back to Locke and Charlie. Mm-hmm. And Locke knows Charlie is doing this. So Charlie's trying to sneak away while they're trying to loot the plane and then wait for the new cave squad. Charlie sneaks away to do his drugs and Locke comes in. Hey, 
Might as well give it up now. They're going to run out soon. We know that he's probably going to run. We've talked about it, like, every time. When is he going to run out? When is he going to run yep. out? And Locks just straight up tells him, they're going to run out. Might as well give him to me. Yep. And he starts appealing to Charlie's, I guess, emotions. What's that? Is that a ethos? Yeah, right? I, I think so. Yeah. He's like, hey, you love your guitar, right? Yeah, I love my guitar. You'd give up anything for your guitar. Even the drugs? Yeah, I'd give them up. So do it. Trade with the island. Give me the drugs. And the island's faith will give it to you. And Charlie does it. And then in a comical I'm... moment, not really subversion of expectations. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you expect some sort of like holy thing, but I don't know. I, I... Uh, this is exactly what I expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought Locke already found it as well. Yeah. I th- in fact, I thought he was going to hand it to him. I didn't think it'd be just somewhere he could see it, but... Exactly. Yeah, this is really manipulative. Manip- oh yeah, Locke's totally manipulating so oh. much. But this is where it makes you wonder how much Locke believes in. The- I think he still believes. I think oh, I think he's fully believing in the faith of the island. But just the way he really sold the faith of the island of trade the island and you'll get your guitar back. Oh, it's yeah. more of give me your drugs and I'll tell you where your guitar is at. Not yeah, really much island involved. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, the I mean, does everybody get what they want in the end? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still manipulation. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, Charlie seems really happy, though, nevertheless. Yeah. Though, now, uh, how do you think it's going to happen for Charlie now in future episodes? Because he's still going to go through withdrawal. And here's yeah. what I'm going to say. He's going to... Locke is going to be there for him, right? Locke, Locke's the only other person who knows he does drugs. Yeah. So how do you think that's going to like work out for Charlie as he goes through withdrawal and Locke's aware that he's going to be going through withdrawal? Well, I think that I think Locke is <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really think that Locke is looking for allies here. Uh, <laughs> Look at you try, you're always trying to pin something evil on Locke. Oh, I don't know why. I know I don't know why you always are something. I what do you mean? This man likes Screeching he's violin, a fun guy. Mark Blair. So someone's just a poor violin player. Something string probably broke, chord broke. <laughs> yes. He likes to eat oranges in his mouth. You're just trying to think of the godfather. I don't know what you're doing there. Yeah, I'm telling like I, you know, the, every poster has Locke facing a different direction <laughs> than the cast. So my my guess is like he he feels like he's kind of got Charlie under his wing now. I mean, certainly he's got his drugs. So, I mean, Charlie would probably listen to him if y'all... I mean, there's there's right. also a potential... Uh, what, what would you call it? Um, I don't know. I don't want to call it a missionary, but that type of of, of relationship developing between uh, Locke and the rest of the cast. Like, maybe Locke feels like he needs to, uh, I don't know, preach about the island, and, and now he has an audience. You, know, you gave the drugs away, and the guitar was there, and... And so maybe he is, is, I mean, he's definitely more in tune with the island than anyone else. Oh, yeah. He, he's yet to be wrong, really. He's, yeah. He's, this is, this is, as you said, and maybe you could argue with Kate, but that that's an argument. Locke is not one. He's, his life has certainly gotten better on this island. Yes. And he definitely feels that way. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely in tune with the island, and I love that so much. I love that there's Me someone too. that... Because I feel like most TV shows are in the same position. They would have someone like Kate. And I think you could try to give Kate an argument of her life's better on the island. Especially if they showed her more of a criminal. She was going to go for a long time. Or maybe even death penalty. And then this is what saved her. 
Definitely, yeah. you could do that. But that's, that's, that, but that that could be interpreted like, oh, but is it really, you know, is she really as happy or blah blah blah? Yeah, yeah. Block though, unequivocally, loving it. Absolutely. And I, I like that a lot. I like that they're able to make a character that is. Um, Me too. Loving it. Yeah, that's why Locke is the best. Locke is really great. I do. Is the worst. Is the, best. the best. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I'll let you get away with that. Yay. <laughs> you go back, uh, Kate. So we're we're at Jack and Kate, and we kind of see a breakdown of their really. So it's been a steady increase up and up. And this episode, they really and they really show it. Like there's like three key parts, especially where they're together and they're flirting oh. and stuff. That their relationship is skyrocket. It's at, like the highest you've ever seen it, right? Yeah. Kate is being really direct with them, like, "Oh, are you checking me out?" <laughs> right? Like all this stuff. <laughs> they are. They are probably the highest their relationship has been in terms of like closeness or whatever. Yeah. And then it almost all but crumble. Well, comes falling down in just this one. I don't even say small. It was very quick. A quick argument. Small is kind of the proportion of it, but a very yeah. quick argument of just. Kate's like, no, I'm not going to the cave. I'm pro beach. And Jack kind of gets, he, he's obviously upset. He's mm-hmm. in the same way Locke preaches for the island. He preaches for this cave, right? This cave is a, oh, yeah. and he wants to know her crime. And that to me is so interesting. I forgot uh, that he asked this yeah. until I resell this episode. And that's, well, let's back it up though, because she, it wasn't just that she said, I'm pro beach. She says, I, I don't want to be Eve. That's not me. Yeah. So the, I, the, she sees that almost as, I don't, I don't want to say a death sentence, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. Like the, the, that's a conceding of hope. Yeah. This is a conceding of hope. Exactly. A concession of hope. And then Jack says, how did you get to be this way? What is it you did? And, and, I am struggling to figure out why Jack is being such a jerk about this. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I think I think he's a jerk because he was probably like, I mean, they obviously had some sort of click going on, and he was he's probably like he's obviously he's excited about the cave, and he probably really wants Kate to be in the cave with them. And now mm-hmm. that Kate has broken the news to him, I think he's just you know in the. In the moment of the bad news, Kate or Jack's a jerk about it. But I think if you, you know, if he had time to cool off, I don't think he'd be such a jerk about it. But no, I, why not? Kate, please come with me. I want, I want you to be in the cave with oh, me. Oh yeah, I agree. I think he could have still just said it better. Than that, it's just what? How would you get to be this way? Yeah. What way are we talking about exactly? Here? I think he just feels attacked because he. I think he, he just thinks the cave is such a great idea that just. And also, because he's not, she's making a choice. Not only is she making a choice not to go to the uh, cave because she thinks the beach is better, but she's making a choice not to go to Jack. With the yeah, cave. exactly. Now, from our point of view, Jack doesn't really notice that as much because he's so in love with the cave and he thinks Kate is probably in on it too. But Kate's really struggling to pick. Her and Sawyer are yeah. the people that are on the fence. Sawyer, we don't really know how on the fence he is. He might have just been saying that. But Kate is certainly thinking about this, right? Or at least. Yeah struggling to break the news that she wants to stay on the beach i think sawyer was actually on the fence and i think he was probably going to go whichever way kate went mm, yeah that's that's the impression that i got but kate also refuses to tell jack what she did she says you had your chance to know yes. this, yeah. is, this is a real 
severing of this relationship. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, maybe it'll heal back, maybe it won't. I mean, obviously it's capable of it, but... Yeah. I mean, they've got time, they're on this island, but... I mean, only time will tell. Mm-hmm. And it's... A subversion of expectations. I mean, you didn't yeah, see that coming, did you? Mm, did you see that coming, though? I guess, you know, actually, maybe you can, because you do see Kate's questioning of the... Yeah, I, 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 think, I take that back. I think, you know, if... I've thrown that around too loosey-goosey, yeah, I apologize. He just goes goes along with it. That that doesn't make for a very interesting story or conflict. So I think there needed to... That Kate needed... Jack needed to be on opposite sides of this argument. But the, the idea that jack is being such a jerk about it it's like well i got this that's a little bit tough for me to sympathize with i, I you know in the heat of the moment fine i'll give him a pass i mean he's not jack hasn't been much of a jerk at all so i'll give him a pass i ain't just angry in the moment but yeah still was a jerk about it yeah well, uh, yeah i guess he hasn't been much of a jerk but still this this was really i think that just shows how how maybe excited he was or maybe that's that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, Honestly, I think that's just I think I think it's just telling on how maybe hopeful or yeah, yeah. anticipation and stuff. But just by how much he snaps in a way. This how did you get to be this way though? That that really oh yeah oh, oh. that's like that's like there's something wrong with you. Oh yeah yeah uh, oh it's made to yeah. make her feel bad. Definitely the way he says yeah. it is it's made to put her down because I think he feels bad because how he he feels put down by the way Kate said it even though Kate wasn't trying to put him down he, she was just being honest with him but she hey, was really pleasant about it jack, jack just felt really put down like, just, yeah well i, I guess it's because of this there's there's like um i guess this isn't always true but i heard a saying of like in a breakup it's 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 always easier for one person than another because one person has already gotten over it and one is just beginning and i guess it depends on the breakup and stuff but that's that's kind of what i think about in this situation right kate's been thinking about it all day of i'm gonna break it to jack or, i, I want to stay on the beach but jack's kind of been hoping she's gonna go to the cave oh you know? kate's the reason kate's able to be more elegant about it is because she has had more time to think about it i mean i guess it's only been a day though it's not like it's know. been yeah. weeks or something but that's true that's true days can yeah. feel like a week still uh, you know and these are all of this these all of these may be reasons why jack said what he said but they're not excuses that the, there's no excuse for for him basically telling her there's something wrong with her yeah oh yeah that was definitely a put down he was yeah just trying to make her feel bad yeah so uh, i know <laughs> goodbye kate and jack for now yeah now mike returns the watch but i love the scene <laughs> me too but in a very threatening manner and I, this is of course probably what son told to do to make sure jin understands the message he you know shows him the watch yells at him jin can't understand obviously but gives him the watch shows him the axe kind of spooking him within then breaks him free mm-hmm. and uh, oh, he just screams at him the whole time yeah so good he's i love the scene so much anger pent up but it's funny that you say it. This is probably what Sun told him or asked him to do, because to me, this causes more problems for Sun than it alleviates. Because how would Mike know that the, about that watch unless Sun told him? So to me, this says this tells me that Jin is going to know that Sun talked to Mike about it, and that's why Mike returned the watch. I mean, I mean, maybe I guess, but it can be easily explained by just like pointing like so you can just tell him like oh i pointed at the watch there's there's ways you could try to explain to someone by pointing because 
Because Jin doesn't know to the extent of how much Michael knows about it. He just knows Michael gave him back the watch. That's all he that, knows. He doesn't understand the thing. So yeah, Jin could have just simply kept pointing at the watch and pointing at Jin, pointing at the watch, pointing at Jin, and then Michael just was like, okay, I'll give him the watch. And Jin doesn't know what he said when he gave back the watch. So he's yeah. an angry man. So I, I, I agree to that, but I think it's easily explainable. Uh, easy to explain away. I think what's more, maybe not worrying, is if Mike tells the others that Ben can speak English. Which mm-hmm. is... I mean, we'll see what happens from that. So, but a nice little secret now. There's a little connection yeah. more between the two. Yeah. Do you ship Michael and Son? I mean, I ship Son with anybody other than Jin. All right. All right. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know if, I, if I'm if i shipping them because I, I don't like the problems that that would cause. But <laughs> I also, uh, I want us to go back to the lock episode where Michael leaves his son with, his, his son with Son. Huh? He leaves Walt with Son. Yep, and I said he's leaving her with the person whom he thinks does not know English. Okay, I made sure to specifically point out that son could possibly know English. Yeah, she does, which to me is kind of funny. I don't know. I just wanted to point that yeah. out. Feel feel free that, to rewind that, everyone. That scene does is a lot funnier now, knowing that she can understand everything. I know. <laughs> It's so funny whenever she like looks at people and she's like, dude, except yeah. like she can understand them. <laughs> yeah, very convincing. Yeah, very good, very good. Yep. And she's really fluent in it for for learning herself. <laughs> very well. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wish she didn't speak that well, but yeah, maybe she's a smart girl. Anyway, yeah. last flashback. We're in the airport. Yeah. Uh, Australian airport. It's time, and sun. Is having a hard time. She's looking there, looking back at Jin. She's crying, looking back at Jin, looking there, back forth, back forth. And Jin shows smile and the same lovely flower. Not probably not the exact same one, but you know, the same type of flower. What a scumbag. And that small token of kindness from Jin convinces Sun to stay, or at least is the teeters teeters are off the fence, his side. And she yeah. comes back crying she takes it and Jin even, even still she's like why are you crying she's like oh the flower's beautiful and he just you know holds her and i think kisses her on the forehead right sweet mm-hmm. sweet that's, that's i mean if you didn't know Jin and you just saw that you'd go oh what a sweet what a sweet guy certainly hmm. and yeah that's why son didn't leave he probably wishes she did because now she's stuck <laughs> on this island with him with him and he's godlike but what I love about the flashbacks is whenever they show them, especially in the earlier ones when she's happy with Jin, yeah. it's like them being happy. And then it cuts back. And whenever it cuts back, it's just Sun so unhappy. Like Jin's doing something that just makes her so unhappy. Like he's just beating something or he's yelling or it's just something unhappy. And I really, I really like what they did with. I love Sun in this episode a lot, right? I think this is oh, a big point. Yeah. They really flushed out Sun a lot more. Mm-hmm. For sure. I don't know. If, and and they start with the Charlie flushing about. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm pretty sure the next episode is a Charlie episode. And exciting it will be. Yeah. And uh, to end it, we see the cave squad roll up. Uh, we see the beach squad still thriving. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can remember. So Hurley, Jack, yep. Locke, Charlie. The Quans, I believe. I do think the Quans yes. came with them to the cave. Yes. Are the, all the important characters that came to the cave. Beach-wise, did you show Boone and Shannon 
uh, like you can kind of see him with Ariel. So yeah, I, 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 I thought that was them. I wasn't positive, but yeah. Uh, Blue I, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sawyer, Saeed, Kate, um, and all my thing. Rose, I don't know where she's. I just well, she's you, missed, you missed Mike and Walt. Oh yeah, Mike and Walt, obviously. Yeah, yeah the duo. Mike and Walt. Yeah. Is there anyone else I'm missing? I don't think so. But they're, no, they're... So Rose and Claire were the ones that were oh, unaccounted for, as far as I could tell. You're right. I, didn't, I forgot about Claire as well. Yeah, we didn't see Rose. We didn't see Claire. I would presume Claire stayed on the beach if I had to guess because she's very I, pregnant. But I don't know if she followed not, the doctor. Yeah, she would want to be with the doctor. And the other, the two people she can, has connected with are Hurley and Charlie. And so the doctor, Hurley, and Charlie are all in the cave. So I would assume Claire's in the cave with them. That's true. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I guess we will. But now the team or the survivors are split. And yep. we, I, I think... I think anyone could say, even them themselves, it's not a good day to split up and not have like a central authority of some sort, right? But they've done it. They've split. We've got cave, cave team or cave squad. We have team beach and cave squad. That's how I'm gonna label yeah. them. I'm, you know, this is another reason why I think having just a rotating team on the beach <laughs> is, <laughs> is, is so important because there's right now there's there's no back and forth. There's no communication. I agree with you. I agree with you. But they're just they're just feisty angry people so team beach we see team beach who the the most leadership character is saeed because Locke and sure. jack are the two leadership figures are on the cave so yeah. we have saeed leader of team beach and then cave squad well we, we've jack. got kate on team beach though too she she has a leadership role but typically saeed see i makes more shots than kate i'd say but kate definitely is in the leadership role i think but yeah people do go to her for guidance and ask her for her opinion and she does out of like going out and stuff so definitely important yeah, but, yeah. So. by the way i i don't know if you were going to bring this up but are you going to we're going to talk at all about the song that was playing here at the end no i never noticed okay. the music You're so, also... <laughs> so yeah the lyrics to the song are are you I, i'm very i really pay attention to music choices in these in these shows and in this one the, the lyrics that are playing are are you sure that this is where you want to be and and as they as the singer is singing those words uh, we get Kate and Jack close-ups, clearly oh. remorseful uh, about not being with each other. Oh, what a sad yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Going forward, I wonder what's going to happen. Survival is becoming more more an issue, but also um, the most important thing. More for the cave people, but even the beach people. I mean, they've still got to survive, but they're going to they'll try to get saved as well. So the beach people have that, yeah. but the cave people have kind of given up hope. That's the whole point of them. They're like, you know, we're here for a while. We're not here for a good time. We're here for a long time. I mean, I suppose so, but if, if somebody, if, if a rescue plane shows up on the beach, no, there's, there's no, people there. No, team beach. We took the risk. We get the rewards. We're going. <laughs> they leave without them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what you get for being part of Cave Squad. Cave Squad's better to learn next time. Don't don't be part of Cave Squad. You don't, no, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure this is. If you're a Cave Squad, not only do you get the benefit of being in the cave, but those saps are at the beach for you. Oh, <laughs> right. So if, if it does happen, you're pretty confident they'll come for you. At least you hope. Although, no, actually, Kate did go there. So yeah, someone does know how to get. I was about to say. But do any of them know how to get to the cave? Yeah, Kate, Kate does. Kate She's does. the only one who does. Yeah. Well, something happened to Kate. Maybe they wouldn't. Maybe mm -hmm. they would just, you know, we could go looking for them, but I really want to take a shower. 
So let's get going. <laughs> um, I, I had one other question. This would have come way earlier and I just forgot to ask. When Jack for, and Kate first find Adam and Eve in the cave, Jack pulls out this black and white jewel, uh, two jewels. You're right. Like a black one and a white one. And, and, I, and a pouch. You, yeah, I remember that. I, a pouch. Here's what I thought of them as. Uh, they were black and white, and I thought of them as pebbles, not jewels. Or maybe like little stones. They're very shiny. Like, like, a, yeah. like, like yeah, like a, from water, like a watered-down pebble. Yeah, that could What be. it makes me think of is like a, either they were game pieces or for voting. Really? Uh, a system of voting that used, and now this, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember what these are used for, if anything at all. Do, I presume they are. Oh, you, don't, you don't remember whether I, or not they come up again? I, yeah, I don't, don't know. But what I will say. The urchins? <laughs> yeah, it's like the sea urchins. What I can say is, I do know there is a voting method, which is you you have uh, two stones, a white and a black one. Uh, you pick which hand you want. You put one of your hands in to this box, right? And then, okay. actually, there's two boxes, one for the voting and one for discarding. You put your hands in each, and then you drop the stones, and like maybe white means yes and black means no. But okay. that way, so it was a way of voting for yes or no without like giving up your handwriting or, you know, in any sort of way, an anonymous voting. It's like the resistance. Yeah, like the resistance actually, yeah, just like that. <laughs> so, well, kind of, it's that flipping. Yeah, but it, voting with stones. There you go. So that's what, that's what the black and white stones reminded me of, of just uh, a method of voting that uses that. Yeah. So. Okay. But I didn't actually know. Right, interesting. And that's kind of an ancient way of voting. I don't even think people from 50 years ago would be using that. But granted, I, we don't know how long they were on the island for. So maybe they did just, you know, go back to even more ancient ways of doing things and did use those stones for voting. Yeah, maybe. We don't know how, yeah, we don't know how long they lived there for. We'll, have, well, we're, we're going to find out. Are we? No. Do you know? Will you tell me? Because I don't know. Oh, we'll, find out, we'll find out the, the answer to that question. When we find out the answer to the sea urchins. Michelle, you're going to be so happy in the next two episodes. <laughs> oh my god, if the sea urchins come back, I'm going to throw a party. <laughs> There's going to be an instant 10 for Mr. Sal. Just from the joy he got. He'll break the skull. He'll give it 10.1. He doesn't want to break it too much, but he'll he'll give it a little break. for the, He'll give yeah. it a little flex. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Oh. Well, do you have anything else? uh no i I, i'm still gonna stick with my seven rating although i i this is probably closer to eight than it was so i'll take that as a win but um i have to stick with the seven rating because my my clear favorite episode so far is tabula rasa the episode three like without question and i gave that a nine uh i I don't think that's a 10 so that's got to be a nine and then walk about in white rabbit have to be eights like those those are eights those are definitely my next favorites and i can't possibly rank this episode as high as walkabout and white rabbit so i gotta stick with the seven well hopefully the next episode what's the title of the next episode the moth okay the moth which yeah uh, let us let us see how that is maybe a very cool mysterious title maybe Maybe there's a moth who knows there could be a moth (laughs) well we'll you'll have to watch and find out <laughs> a reminder to everyone: uh, conversion chart should have been in the show notes. Your ratings. I said I wouldn't remind you guys. 
I'm not reminding you guys to go edit it, but if you have not given it five stars, do give it five stars and maybe in the next few weeks go back and edit it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we have an email, showhopperspodcast at gmail.com if you have any feedback. Anything else that you have to say, Mr. Sale? I'm all set, Kurt. Okay, well then, goodbye, everyone. Thank you.